coming. Pass is picked off. He's going to go looking again, and it's picked off by Stephon Gilmore down on the right sideline. Into the end zone, and he's picked off. Back the other way. Let's just start with the biggest beatdown of the weekend, shall we? Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, 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 because there's Hold there's on. two places you could go. Oh, you're mm. going with Lafleur? Was that <laughs> me? Yeah, well, did you, were you saying Lafleur? You were starting no, to say biggest beatdown. Oh, I thought you said. Oh, yeah, I just thought I saw I heard the words Lafleur come out, and I was like, No, okay. Buffalo. Oh, okay. I wasn't expecting Buffalo to be a start here. All right. What? I said the biggest beatdown of the weekend, and you're not going to expect me to say the Buffalo Bills demolishing. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, I know, but I just didn't expect you to introduce this yeah. topic. <laughs> yeah, well, I feel be... like it's one to get out the way now. Earlier, you're like you're like sorted. the guy that does self-deprecating humor because he's really insecure about his stuff, but he feels more secure about talking about it himself than anybody else talking about it, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Got you. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> what a what a joke of a game that ended up being. Team. What well, a joke no, of a team. The, the whole game. Yeah, I mean, I remember, <laughs> I remember seeing. Um, it's been more than one game. It's been the pretty. Start of the game. <laughs> pretty jokey. They, they, the they muff the kickoff, and you think, oh, okay, the Bills are on their three-yard line. We've got a chance to just stop them here. Kenny Pickett looks good if in we're lucky to get a safety. Get into third down, and what does Josh Allen do? Throws it ninety-eight. Well, doesn't throw it ninety-eight yards, but throws it to Gabe Davis for a ninety-yard TD. You think, oh, that's not good. And then this we isn't going to be a good day. <laughs> It's no, and then we then we muff and fumble the kickoff, and then they get the ball back. We somehow manage to keep to a field goal, yeah. And then we get a field goal back, and that's the end of our scoring the rest of the afternoon. Jesus, rough day for him. Did he have any? Did he have any good plays? He had the thing with Kenny Pickett is that although he didn't have any standout ones, he had quite a few drops again. If I'm deadly honest, there's a few okay. ones where those drops were shouldn't have been caught, which have been caught. So those are not on him at all. And the ball's in the right spot. So, and he's also pushing the ball down the field. Unlike yeah. Trubisky, who looks like a deer in headlights, who's unwilling to try and take a, a risk or see his receiver's about to come open, so throw it. Trubisky seems to be a quarterback that has to wait for the receiver to be completely open. Yeah. Be there Objection. for two seconds and then do it. Go on. Objection. Pro Football Reference has one drop all game for Kenny Pickett's throws. Uh, when I was watching it, I didn't Comes see across that. Didn't as 2%. It so. I don't know if we're seeing this from like, you know, rose tinted glasses because I, I'm i seeing the rose tinted jazz. Jazz likes to wear his glasses this time in the evening anyway, and he's not got them on. And normally they're orange. They're right here. Yeah, yeah. But, right there. but you got some rose tinted ones for Kenny Pickett. And I knew you were going to bring this up. Of maybe they're so, rosé glasses, Ollie. Maybe he was. Maybe uh, he's drunk drinking. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so he was cracking open that pink wine. Yeah, yeah, I'll renege on the the drop. I got a little bottle of pink picket right here, baby. That's my favourite. It was one where <laughs> Deontay Johnson maybe should have got his feet in. That was one. Maybe I'm, I'm thinking of right in the corner of the end zone. Would have at least got his touch. Was he moving around okay in the pocket? Moving fine. He showed again decent anticipation against a team that was really coming after him. And the best thing I liked about his performance was there was a point where I think it was Shaq Lawson went for his knee, a late hit to the bottom of his leg. And instead of just kind of looking at him and being upset mm. about it, he got up and got in his face and really yeah. showed that he had a little bit of something about him, which is that sort of level of... Kids got hot. Parent. Yeah. And the rest of the team come along and then it almost seems like a rallying cry or someone to get behind. The execution was terrible on all sort of phases of the... the uh, 
Oh, it's play. just such a rough matchup. Like the the Bills when they, I mean, well, especially so. when you start a game like you said, giving up a ninety-eight yard touchdown. Like the the Bills are just a team where when they step on your throat at the moment, that's that's it. They like, keep it there. Yeah, well, well, you, but they hadn't done. been until this week. I mean, that's the trouble, though. Is the Bills? Well, they had been the first two weeks. The yeah, first yeah, two no, weeks no, no, yeah, for sure. Up. But I'm saying the last, show up, the last couple over. of weeks, it had been really <laughs> rocky. Which my kind of because I haven't watched the full game or anything. Well, the Steelers point. are a get-right but, game. At well, the moment, yeah, how? <laughs> look, they, but oh, honestly, so that defense, sad, that defense is like you know we were lauding it for the number of pieces, but you lose yeah, yeah. like your biggest piece. Well, you lose the number one defender in the league, and shockingly, number two. it makes a difference. Number, number two one. was he defensive player of the year last year? I'm, oh yeah, he was. Sorry, okay, I, he should have been the year before. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, okay, yeah. Carry on. Just saying, Mike, Michael say? Parsons looks. I, I mean, I don't want to say it. But Michael Parsons does look like the best defensive well, player wins, in football if he right wins now. Defensive player of the year right now. Then if he doesn't, I, well, if he doesn't, I don't know how. I mean, there's well, nobody. Give it anywhere. to Aaron Donald because they're idiots, like always. Yeah, Miles Garrett should get it. Oh, he's come back from injury. I can't wait for me to win that bet with Dave over the lifetime of his career. I can't <laughs> wait. I'm I'm just gonna wait till he retires and just wait for that money to come to me. The trouble, the, the other thing with that game with the Gabe Davis's second touchdown, the 62 yarder, if it was. Fitzpatrick, Mink and Fitzpatrick almost ripped it away for a pick. But again, it was like, it's a game of almosts. And it was just that they just performed better on the day. I was going to say, by a long way. A, a game of almosts that finished 38 3. Well, but the, the thing is, <laughs> it though, was close again, if, you, if it wasn't for the, the scoreline. Take that yeah. 98 yard touchdown, that 62 yard touchdown, get rid of those two and make them into a pick and a safety or a pick and a punt. Well, that's 14 point difference. Now, I'm not trying to say that makes it any prettier. Yeah, on the I mean, I'm just not. But it change, <laughs> might change the mentality of the team. This is, you're, you're the guy at the market that's trying to sell me some real rotten fruit. But he's saying like, yeah, but if you came here a week ago when hey, the fruit was good, the fruit was good, <laughs> you know, like we had some real nice fruit going on here. And, you know, this, yeah. this has still got some good bits so, to it. So last time we were talking about the steers, we were talking about this uh, four week stretch, which looks Awful. pretty rough. And it, it yeah, it's not looking any better after week one of this four weeks stretch. No, and I, I honestly could happily see, as I said before, that we could end up being, well, now one and seven going into oh, a bye week. Geez. And then I could happily see as win all the rest of the games when we come back from it. But <laughs> I have to wait and see. <laughs> well, don't I, don't see, I don't see you uh, beating it's, many teams right now. because That's fine. We've got, we've got time. We've got this time fruit, this fruit isn't going to unrot in itself, Jazz. <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, but like the seeds... The seeds may create a whole new shoot and make yeah, a whole new Yeah, not tree. if the seeds have been trampled go. over in a four-week spell that sees you going to four of the toughest teams in the NFL. I mean, yeah. yeah. Well, all right, moving on then. Well, well, well. Can we? before we get before we get to the rest of the weekend, can we go back a sec? Because I want to ask Jazz if he's got any more fallout from Jazz got to experience his first NFL oh, yeah. media Shit. day on Friday. Got, yeah, I mean that's. That again was something I wanted to get into before we got into the games and stuff. But jazz, jazz, like a ninja, talking into the to professional environment. Yeah, yeah, you were, you were, you really, you were like the guy the that every, everybody's like, hey, how are you guys doing down the pub? We just got. Here. Oh man, oh, isn't it crazy that I just spilled <laughs> coffee all over my shirt? I look like an idiot. Oh well, all right. Yeah, jazz. How was the how was the New York Giants game? I really enjoyed that. That was really good fun as day. It was interesting to see how the the behind the scenes work and to see from my point of view, it's interesting to see how much the players just don't want to talk to the media. How as soon as they're up, <laughs> their faces change from smiley to get me the hell out of here and not looking at basically anyone as they walk off. They just want to get literally get out. And someone asked for a picture 
of Dexter Lawrence. He's like, mm. his words were, all right, just one picture. As if to say, if you ask for another thing, I'm going to rip your head off. Yeah. And it was interesting to see that level of kind of disconnect, which I can completely understand from an us and them sort of idea from the players versus the media, because the media, of course, get a bad rap. Us and them? You're one of the us now, are you? No, 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 no. We're obviously the one them. One day on campus and he's Billy Big Boy. But it's just, mm. you know, just you, could, just you could feel that kind of vibe if it was yeah, very yeah. much players totally. and team versus the media. And it was very, no, I wouldn't say it's antagonistic at all, but it was very much a case of just get us out of here before anything else happens. Did you ask any questions, Jess? I didn't. I couldn't think of anything in particular that would be interesting to ask. Um, okay. and everyone it, else was. It wouldn't it. have mattered. <laughs> well, that's true. I mean, but we heard we heard the same question a hundred times yeah. from everyone, which was not very fun. Brian Dable seemed like a really good, solid dude from the the conference press conference he had there. Mm-hmm. It was good to see the the team train and see some of the kind of movement and players moving around, and just to see in that sort of proximity with no one else really around the zip that say Daniel Jones has on the ball, you don't realize how unbelievably fast he throws it with just a flick of his wrist. And he's like a bad quarterback. So I mean, he's not great. Know. Yeah. <laughs> so that was interesting. And then just to see um, all the waiting around and the New York beat writers and how they kind of talked amongst themselves. Yeah, and to, how some your, them... your favorite guy who you didn't yeah. like in the jacket. He, yeah. was out, he was outside doing some local filming stuff for one of the local New York stations front of camera. Uh, as you how got can he off. be in front of camera? That's not even a face for radio. That's a face that even his mother wouldn't love. Oh, wait, are you talking about the ginger guy in the suit jacket that was reasonably smart and smarmy? Or are you talking about the big oh, guy no, that I'm, was the beat writer? I'm talking writer? about the guy that looked like a slug. Yeah, yeah, okay. No, no, <laughs> the, the slug guy wasn't really about the place. Sorry, I, yeah, that's yeah. why who I thought we were talking about. Oh, I thought different... you were talking about the, there was a ginger guy that was, looking, that was like there in a... Uh, like check jacket but with this polo shirt i know oh, not that guy oh okay don't be mean to that guy i don't know what happened to that guy's face hey, i'm not saying anything about this face it's just i'm just trying to think of who you mean i have no idea who you mean then oh right no 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 yeah no okay i didn't right. pay enough attention the the slug man took my most of my <laughs> most of my eye and my eyeballs slug man was there but i didn't notice didn't notice him in the locker room at the end of the game so he may have slug just done man. the press conferences he looks like a slug okay um yeah it sounds like it from yeah he yeah, really maybe. does. Well, and he's he, one of those guys who just sat, sat at the table. I thought to myself, he's not drooling, but if he was to start drooling, it wouldn't look out of place. Slime. Yeah, Slime yeah, but like, mouth. yeah, but like super stringy, not frothy, but grotesque slime i can eats, see that and i wouldn't be shocked eats like that and then there's bits of saliva in his lip between his lips he takes every bite and it's like yeah it's the kind of face you'd like to see on like yeah. the uh you know when they do like the joe tunes it'd be a funny face to have that but made it more caricaturish because it'd be very easy to do <laughs> well i can't wait to have i hope you got his number i can't wait to have the slug man on the podcast yeah well he is uh he, he is keen actually he was really keen uh he actually took a real sure. shine to jazz for some reason i don't know why he was like this guy keeps staring at me and i like what he's got so you know, <laughs> you, i saw you hanging around with him actually on uh friday um and he yeah. asked them questions but it did seem as though with the new york media they were very much a case of i'm here to do a job don't talk to me don't even look at me what about um the flag football stuff? So what the what the Giants did is they had a big flag football event where they got a load of kids on the training field, which like there were about six, seven different stations set up. They're all split off into groups, and there were uh there were like four ex pros flying about. There was Victor Cruz doing some stuff. Brandon London, who was the fourth ex receiver? There was an older guy who was the um guy in a blue hoodie. 
right. who was doing the one where they jumped. The first one we were watching, and he was throwing the ball when they jumped. Through oh, that the was Next Pro, was it? Yeah, yeah. But I didn't okay. get the name of him. Uh, there was the long snapper who won two mm. Super Bowls with Eli and stuff, which is how I got to hold the Super Bowl ring. Um, because he brought his and was getting was all, cool. he was getting all the kids to do it. And then I was like, oh, can I get a picture of it? And he was like, you look like a child. Wear this. And I was like, oh, cool. Brilliant. Okay, awesome. That must have felt cool, huh? It felt weird because it kind of felt dirty. But I was also, I mean, my whole reason for doing it, and I wish he was here, uh, he's apparently still with a client and has sent me a picture of the nice meal that he's having with this client. So my heart bleeds for him, Andre. But um one of the main reasons that I was happy I did it was because I knew Dre wasn't there and he was coming to the Giants as a big <laughs> Giants fan. So the first thing I did was like, oh, where's your picture wearing a Giants Super Bowl ring, Dre? <laughs> I was surprised uh, they didn't burn your hand in some kind of... Uh, yeah, like... <laughs> yeah. Like, a, like a cross to a vampire. <laughs> Can you yeah. imagine? Because yeah. the, training, the training field is right near the golf course. And obviously there's a few bits of like roughage near the golf course and the training field. Can you imagine if he'd handed it to me and I just grabbed it oh my God. launched it? <laughs> Well, I think you might have had 300 pounds of human chaos uh, raining down. Oh, he wasn't 300 pounds, this dude, but he would have ripped of. Oh, he'd have destroyed me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, Zach. Oh, was that yours? I thought it was a fake. <laughs> <laughs> um, what? Yeah, what did you make of the flag football event, though? You I liked it. I liked to see the, the participation aspect of it and talking to more teachers that were there. One of them specifically that was one that had organized it. Mm. It was interesting to see how he was really keen on trying to get flag football into the school as opposed to just having the traditional kind of British sports, should we say. Doesn't Shakta play flag football? Was she uh, watching A that? lot, yeah. No, she wasn't there. She was in Croatia uh, in a flag or touch football event. Uh, oh, going, right. They doing went, actual doing flag actual football, work, not yeah. watching flag football. Okay. Yeah, out yeah. in Croatia going 8-0 and on the Saturday before flying back Saturday night to do the game on the Sunday with us, which is like, yeah, that's pretty strong. It's pretty, pretty strong. Busy. Yeah. But seeing that and then talking to the, the guy who's running it, the overall kind of NFL guy who was saying that if you, any school wants to join and become part of the flag football movement, should we say, there's no charge to them. They'll give them all the equipment. They'll give them jerseys. So the jerseys for whichever team they pick. So if they want to be a Falcons team, they'll have oh, wow. reversible Falcons tops. So they can have white or red or black, mm. whatever they choose. Flags are really fun. I think it's really good to see that happen and it's one of those ones which hopefully means you get a trickle down of more and more people understanding the sport wanting to watch it and then see it and then of course they've there's rumors about european division from what's his face big old rog mm -hmm. talking uh, about european roger goodell yeah i mean i'm not buying that two teams I know, in london but hey, that's european just, division that's the way they want to go maybe two in germany but i mean it's it's one of those ones where you could see if that's what they're trying to do and trying to increase participation at a younger level would be really key to make sure you keep the fan bases growing and and prospering. So yeah. I, I loved it. I thought it was really fun watching the kids do it. I really wanted to have a go myself. I really wished all the kids weren't there. It was just I was doing it. <laughs> that would have been the best. But unfortunately, it wasn't to be. Yeah. No, I thought that was cool. I actually saw that guy that we were chatting to uh, who was organizing the flag event um, yep. after the game. He was doing oh, right. some stuff down at, in the un, in the depths of Tottenham Hotspur, and as we walked past, like, "Oh, hey, man!" He was like, "Oh, shit, how you doing?" I said, "Yeah, like you know, loaded the information you gave us about like the growth of the game and everything like that." Well, they had a flag football halftime show at the Packers yeah. game, and obviously, then we had a little bit of a discussion about it. How flag football is obviously now in the Pro Bowl as well, 
And thanks to that conversation with him, was able to reel off a few stats about how it's growing in the UK and how the kids are getting involved and all that kind of stuff, which was kind of like nice as well. But um, it would have been better. It would have been fun to like chat with people like Victor Cruz and like see what yeah. their thoughts on that were and stuff like that. You kind of feel like that was a, a conversation we weren't allowed to have. Well, that was one that should have happened. What the Giants should have done is had those ex-pros stick around for like mm-hmm. 20 minutes after the kids had gone. Because yeah. that's an interesting conversation. You could have even done that while we were stood watching practice. If they'd just mm-hmm. be willing to like stand while the Giants team are having practice, then you can talk to Victor Cruz about the flag stuff and then a little bit about the game, maybe, as an mm-hmm. ex-pro. And then he has and then he can just go. But yeah, that was um that was that was a shame. But again, that, you know, that's something NFL UK and Playbook or whoever it is that were running the show and the Giants can just work on a bit. In the same also, way that the Giants the Giants could have given us a bit of time like the Vikings. Like sat some players down as opposed to doing everything at a podium and making it really weirdly and weirdly formal and like the press officer was like a press officer for the giants was like a drill drill sergeant sergeant. had the aviators on bald head the kind of uh goatee white like two questions now no more it it was just the chin he just had the chin it wasn't even over his leg no it's just the chin yeah just the chin yeah, real ice man. Real it doesn't, ice man. It doesn't sound it. the friendliest environment to kind of operate. It was weird. It was, it was odd. <laughs> I was surprised how standoffish it was, particularly compared to the Vikings. The Vikings, it was a bit more fun. Yeah, Even Kirk Cousins was like joking around with people and stuff like that. Sorry, yeah. guys. But um, yeah, it was. That's not a redeeming quality in my eyes. <laughs> Although I've never said I hate him as a person. I just don't like him as a football player. <laughs> Well, you guys are on that whole anti-vax thing together, right? So, you know. <laughs> Let's not get into that. That's another conversation for another day. Um, but yeah, no. Especially so... with all this new stuff that's coming out about it, but whatever. But you had a good yeah. time. You had a good time with the Giants, right? I had great fun. I would do that. If that was a, that was your job, that's a great job to have. And I had a, a better time watching all of the Packers fans crying. <laughs> there's not many times that i want the i want the new york giants to win a football game that was a good time to want the giants to win a football game because all the packers fans have been so arrogant all week about like oh isn't it amazing we're completing the set 32 teams coming into london oh this is the best ever they creep they just out thought of there. they were gonna they thought they were gonna roll through the giants they've basically. stopped just eating lumps of cheese out of their mum's fridge crawling off the sofa that they sleep on and have rolled out in their Aaron Rodgers jersey to then go off to a game in London. Spend, and I'm not joking with this, £60 for a foam cheese head. Yeah, Six I heard that zero. on the commentary, yeah. What? Yeah. And sit there and go, Aaron Rodgers, you're amazing. Yeah, go Pat, go. And they left with their tails between their legs. And that stadium between their legs. There is nothing better, I think, as a neutral than watching a load of like slightly arrogant home fans all leaving a stadium silently. (laughs) Especially after they looked like they were just going to dominate the entire day. Yeah, yeah. Those first couple of drives. Yeah, really. First half. To be honest, the first half it didn't seem like the Giants were putting up much resistance to them offensively. It seemed like the defenses, of course, were winning, and Packers just had more to be able to get some points going it was that Saquon play out of the Wildcat where he suddenly ran like 45 yards up the field up mm-hmm. to the 38 yard line and you're like oh yeah oh oh they can do something and that changed the game completely that just 
harnessed a little bit of momentum for the New York Giants. Yeah, yeah it was. But you're not buying what they're selling, Dave. Well, you know what? I might just have to completely flip the switch on that because I've just looked at their schedule and I think they've got the easiest schedule of anyone in the NFL remaining. So they've got the Ravens this week, which is really tough, okay? But you look past that, Jags, Seahawks, Texans, Lions, Cowboys, Commanders, Eagles, Commanders, Vikings, Colts, Eagles. Like outside of those Eagles games... It feels like every one of those games is winnable. Cowboys. Jags. Seattle's a road ja- Jags, one. Jags are not a good team. Like, that is such a winnable game for them. Like, I think, the it's, a con- I think it's a competitive game, but it's not. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, any game is going to be competitive against the... The Giants aren't going to roll through any teams. All their games have been close, haven't they? Mm. But, like, that is such an easy lineup, isn't it? To have the Colts, to have the Lions... To have the Texans, like to have those, to the, you know, the Seahawks are very beatable. To have the Jags, like those are such winnable games. They're not playing the Chiefs. They're not playing the Bills. They're not playing. Do you know what I mean? All right. Okay. Like, here's, they here's could a, easily get a wild card spot. Just, here's, here's just a thought. looking at that, I'm like, oh, fuck. Here's a thought, right? The Eagles are 5-0. and Great bit of luck, obviously, from this weekend. We'll come on to it later on. The Cowboys are four and one. There's a big Monday night football game coming up this week. A Sunday night football game mm. coming up this week between those two. But and the Giants are four and one. And if you look at the Cowboys schedule, after the Eagles, they've got Lions, Bears, Packers, Vikings, Giants, Colts, Texans, Jags, Eagles, Titans, Commanders. Jeez. Are we gonna get three teams in the playoffs <laughs> from the possible. NFC? I mean, with that schedule for those teams, it's I hard mean, to I'm see s- otherwise. It's going to be interesting to see, like, when, like, Dak's supposed to be coming back soon. Why would you play him? Like, is he? Well, Cooper he Rush will. He'll go, stri- he'll go straight. Uh, you feeling, Cooper, feeling the rush? Cooper Rush should be staying in put. He's, he's, <laughs> he won't. He won't. But he should. They'll, they'll go with Dak. Uh, that's they a different, that's a different question, yeah. yeah. I'm not saying he shouldn't, but they'll obviously put Jerry Dak Jones hasn't come out and said we're sticking with Rush. If Jerry Jones does come out and say that, then Dak doesn't get another chance. But he won't come out and say no, that. He, he put too much that. money into Dak, surely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the only thing about, is... So that... The same thing, though, just one second there. Sorry to interrupt you there. No, go on. That was the same thing with Romo and Dak. Yeah. When Romo comes back, there's too much money in Romo. You can't put Romo back in. Dak's been there ever since. Yeah, but it's a bit different, though, because when Dak came in, he really lit things up, whereas I think Rush has just been a really competent replacement, and that defense has been Rocket, beastly. Rush so like, has been good, yeah, Rush is but he's not a top... Off the back of a strong a, yeah, he's not even, I'd say, a top 10 QB... F- over five games, so it's a bit different to like the Dak thing. Not lost a game though. Cooper Rush no, I mean, is like he's, the, he's the great, Jimmy. But... He's like the Jimmy Garoppolo. Like game manage, come in, be safe, yeah, hand like... off the ball well, make intelligent throws. He'll just find open receivers. He knows how to yeah. read through progressions, and he plays off great field position that the defense gives him. Well, look, I mean, Daniel Jones has been, you know, average or below average this year, and the Giants are four and one. And I mean, the, he's the his, most like. The most He's impressive thing about the Giants this week was that the first two drives, they didn't give the ball to anybody but Saquon, either throwing or running. Literally, yeah. I think they maybe had one other target. Aside from that, it was Saquon, 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 Saquon. And it was as soon as Daniel Jones started to go, okay, I'm going to look towards Daniel Bellinger. I'm going to look towards Darius Slayton. Darius Slayton. Mm. I'm going to look Richard towards... James. 
Marcus Johnson came up off the practice squad this week kind of thing. I mean, that changed the game completely for the Giants because he made a couple of connections. Even when Saquon went out with the busted shoulder and the first play they ran after that was a flare route out to Matt Breeder, out to the right sideline in Mm -hmm. space. And Breeder takes it, moves it 15 yards after the catch, gets a first down and you're like, oh, they're finding trust a bit like Dalton and the Saints the previous week in the second half. They were finding trust with each other suddenly. And, it, and, yeah. mm-hmm. and and as soon as you start just utilizing players and understanding, I mean, Shane Vereen's come on this podcast and spoken about how players are like 5% of all of each other, really. Like there are elites, obviously, but most players, it's just a minor percentage between attributes of what they can and can't do. And as soon mm-hmm. as you put that trust in them and they restore that faith a little bit, it's a game changer. And Daniel Jones did start to spread the ball around, started to use utilize different packages and not just give the ball to Saquon. Yeah, they gave it to him in important moments, of course. But they used everybody on the field a bit more. Whereas kind of Aaron Rodgers tensed up a little bit and then just started throwing long bombs down to like Lazard and um and Dobbs and, and overthrowing and underthrowing like a like a madman. I mean, he had a really bad game. And Daniel Jones yeah. in that second half looked like a very competent quarterback. And Aaron Rodgers was missing targets left, right, and centre. The New York Giants defence, um, marshalled by Wink Martindale, is a very good unit. Yeah, I mean, they they, st- they got well. pressure, but they hadn't been renowned for getting pressure on the quarterback. And the fact they were missing Darius Leonard, who everyone was expecting to come back this week, and didn't. Um, uh, uh, Dar- Darius Leonard? Not Darius Leonard. Who's the fucking uh, former UFC guy? A uh, USC guy? Uh, Leonard Williams. Him. Leonard Williams. There we go. Sorry. Um, but like he was meant to come back this week and didn't and was kind of the surprise inactive of the Giants. You were like, oh, that's a massive loss for them. But it wasn't, you know. They shut the rundown. Of Who's the Ricky that they Dilling. picked up? Uh, Tavon Thibodeau. He looks really good, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. He, does. he didn't do anything until the bat down, though, in that game. But although he wasn't getting kind of touching Rogers' pressure, he was making the pocket move around. He was getting pressure, but not. It won't show up on the stat sheet. You think it was like a forcing him to move more than he wanted to, kind of thing? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I thought he looked pretty good when I was watching it. But yeah, I, I like Dan. Daniel Jones hasn't thrown a touchdown in three weeks, so don't need to with the running game. I know, but I'm just you know to go back to what we were saying before about kind of Cooper Rush and stuff like the way that defenses seem to have caught up this year. You actually don't. You don't need to score thirty points against some of these kind of middle of the pack or or poorer teams, and you can't put the Packers in the top end. So I put them in the middle of the pack at the moment. You don't need to score thirty on them. So if you can function, have a like a reasonable offense, spread it around a little bit. You know, a player like Daniel Jones or Cooper Rush, like they're good enough. You know, like Mariota as well. Like mm. throw him in there. Like these quarterbacks suddenly are kind of enough to win like four games out of five like, I mean, the, pa- the Packers haven't scored 30 points this season yet no they yeah. need receivers their That's... receivers just aren't, aren't I mean it. it's just so we're all sore yeah, in but the also run the ball like <sighs> like yeah. run the ball in short yardage <laughs> situations yeah I don't know why they're not using Jones and uh, Dylan Moore to just kind of ride those guys until they can settle things down with the wide receivers. Because they kind of moved with the ball okay on the ground for the early part of the game. I mean, it was 
it was useful to say the least. But I don't know why they're not. I don't know about Dylan so much, but like uh, Aaron Jones is perfectly good receiver as well as a running back. So like, why aren't they? Using they put more they the put receiver? him out in the wide positions quite a lot on a lot of formations okay. early on. Yeah, they really did, um, which was quite weird because uh, I wouldn't have said Aaron Jones is great as a wide out, but out of a backfield, well, yeah, I've he's really handy. Slot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but um. um but uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they're, they're just the Packers are such a weird one this year, and I think it's the defensive so adjustments as well. well was fantastic from the from the Giants in that they initially were kind of go, they weren't really sure what to do to try and handle Rogers, which is why he kind of had a bit more yeah, time absolutely. in the first half and everything. And then they realized, no, we'll just we'll just bring an extra rusher every so often, mm-hmm. and we'll make your average receivers beat man coverage, and most of the time. We're going to do enough to put you off or they won't be able to make the kind of extraordinary catch because you don't have Devontae Adams. And that's how you beat this Packers team. Yeah, yeah, You yeah. just rush the quarterback now and you make yeah. average receivers play a one-on-one with a corner. Well, that's that's how you can get, a, you know, quite a few teams. Like, you know, you can put the Patriots in that kind of realm as well. If you don't have the receivers that are a threat, then, yeah, just go man and then just and just rush one two just put like fucking eight eight bodies in the box and just crowd everyone out because yeah they just can't handle it and he's not as mobile as he used to be am rogers as well like it's not the same guy as like no it's not five years ago you know i tell you what he's done (laughs) he's done calling it now he's done put that boy on ice he's done the ayahuasca's gone to his head too much he's freaking over (laughs) ayahuasca ayahuasca no because he's on ice so it's ayahuasca Oh, okay. I, I didn't get that one to begin with. Can we yeah. talk just go about... Back to, just go back to the Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon thing, one second, Dave. I think the reason why they had both of them on the field then you split Aaron Jones out wide is that when you see the personal package coming off the sideline, you think, oh, okay, they're going to be running it, so we need to put more linebackers in rather than having more DBs. And then they probably back Aaron Jones to beat a linebacker in coverage. That's probably the reason why they're doing that. But also, if you're putting... Um, I mean, I guess if you put Aaron Jones out wide, you're still getting a one-on-one with a wide receiver inside on a linebacker rather than a, yeah but um i don't know yeah i, I don't know I, I i like the giants going fairly old school playing under center like they know their game is a running game bringing in tight ends to play a bit of fullback every so often and just mm-hmm. going like okay sod it we will it, i mean the packers could run it down people's throats if they wanted to with a half decent offensive line that they've got and two very good running backs. And AJ Dillon can double up as a fullback to lead block for Aaron Jones as well. You could play I form and single back for, for, the, for the Packers and have a really good running attack. Where's Robert Tunyon gone as well? He had like, a big he, was... he had a big game against the Bucks earlier in the season. And then he and he had a few big um catches this year um in the Giants game as well on the weekend. He was like Rogers' okay. check down against the Bucks when he was under pressure a lot from the D. And then he was, and then he was utilized a handful of times late on. But by that point, I mean he was just, he was insisting on going for the long bombs and over yeah, and under yeah. cooking them. I mean, yeah, you're not wrong. You know his whole like, I don't care anymore. Maybe that's what it is. Does he care <laughs> anymore? <laughs> like, he's got the rings. Everyone calls him the greatest ever already. Does someone needs to tell him that it's not the postseason? It's the regular season. He needs to win regular season games. That's what he's supposed to do. Doesn't win enough in the postseason either. So he's only got one ring. Well, no, that's that's what I was saying. That's that what that Dave's point. point was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. just, 
So wow. went right the thing over with that cap, it was stop it from going over his head, but it didn't. No, it's been a long week, man. It's only <laughs> getting longer. My, my only... shitty jokes uh, going over your head. I liked it, Dave. Sorry, I interrupted you before. What were you going to say, Dave? Oh, you... I just wanted to pivot to, because it just flashed into my head, about uh, the sack that never was on Tom Brady and oh, the Falcons. Oh, there's been... The Falcons game. <laughs> that is criminal. It did is you, did one you watch... of the worst things I've seen. Did you watch the, the Fal- You watched the whole game? Uh, I actually, I did go over to Red Zone for a little bit. Um, you little and, um, But, <laughs> yeah. I, the problem was I was hung over and my attention span was struggling. Poor. Yeah, I get you. So um yeah, but I saw that and I saw like um I saw most of it. I saw most of it probably. But to have calls. two of those calls in this weekend as well, because Derek Carr won too. Carr well, gets well, hit with, from, with Chris from, Jones. From behind, the ball comes yeah. out and he gets pushed into the ground more. And the statement came out from the officials saying it doesn't matter that the balls come out. You're still landing on a quarterback who is in that pro uh, that passing position in the pocket. You're not allowed to drill him into the floor. But it's like, well, what else do you do? Because if a quarter, if you hit a quarterback full on, and he's in that upright position, he's going to fall that way, and your momentum is naturally going well, to fall. also I mean, until he's down with the Brady one, like. Until he's down, he's swinging him down. Until he's actually down, like if you don't carry on that play, then he can just carry on and break out of that tackle and make a completion. Like it's not the tackle still going. So yeah. I mean, it's just it. It's not defensible that it was just a really it was a bad call. But like, oh, it was an it, awful call. They were talking about it on the ATN pod, and they were like, they they made a good point. They were like, what what is going to change something like that? It's really going to be a team missing out on a huge playoff game it's going to be like, like a, a play ball. like yeah it's going to be a play in the last two minutes and everybody's going to be up in arms about it, and then they're going to be like, oh we need to look at this um but we all know that it should be looked at now because it's clearly ridiculous rough in the past or something we should obviously try and make sure it doesn't happen but the one for Gray jarrett it's just the biggest load of nonsense i mean oh, God. to the point where the only thing you can really do at that point is okay you're running at full speed at him you have to stop before you get to him and yeah. just bear hug him. Yeah. That's mm. not going to be okay. That's not, that's not going to, if you do that for every quarterback, they'll have the extra second and a half they'll need to get the ball away. It means there'll be no more sacks in the NFL. Well, Grady Jarrett well, still taking, kind of Good luck taking it. Josh Allen down unless you go full pace as well. Yeah. Like, good him, luck with that. You, him, <laughs> Andrew Luck. Like, Jump on his back. Yeah. But Jarrett swings him a bit as he's going down. Like, yeah. He just tries to like not land on top of him and like roll him and yeah yeah well it, it was it's so frustrating because and you can't put it all on one play because we were still behind by a touchdown I don't know if we would have got that touchdown no, you had momentum you, you back were, in you that were game you, you were, were but the really momentum rolling. was there we just we'd yeah. scored two touchdowns fifteen unanswered, unanswered points yeah and we'd and we'd had the uh, the two point conversion and yeah well, we were rolling and it just. It just stole it away. It's like with these bad calls, it's so frustrating because you just want to see who's the better team at that point. Like, I think the yeah. Bucks would have still probably won that game. But like the fact I don't that think you they don't, would have done. I'm not sure about that. The fact that you don't know is just so frustrating. You're like, oh, you just stole us away. And it wasn't the best Sunday night of football as well. And it was like, you've just taken away like this real chance for this team to have, you know, a, a nice comeback. It's just, yeah, it just gave them a first down. And then it, it was over. It just killed the game. It's like, oh, I was mm. so annoyed. Like It's funny how we're talking about this as a so rule annoyed. that's 
no longer as obvious as it was before. Yeah. And you and I, Dave, were speaking about the catch rule for there was the Travis Etienne one where he caught it, didn't quite catch it, apparently, ran sideways by two steps and got hit, and then the ball came out, and they ruled yeah, it a yeah, completion yeah. rather than a fumble. I mean, at least that was that was confused. There was a debate to be had about that. Like I was um Well, you didn't sound like you thought that one. Well, Sunday. I was going I was going pretty hard about it. I think I was trying to create some juice because like I said, it wasn't the, the greatest. Uh, so <laughs> having a little argument with you by text was amused me. But no, I definitely saw your point and like you know they kind of and then um, they, they, they sided with me in the end as well. They went through it on the board broadcast. But I mean that was that was more debatable. I still think it was a catch, but I don't know. That, it depends thing, where you though, stand on these things. Like I'm a lot more liberal with what a catch is. Like I feel like if you've you've got possession, even if it's for like Didn't a you guys get into the what was Zach Miller that is the Zach Miller catch from a few years ago or whatever? Yeah, so that was what which which one was that? That the was Bears where... Saints where he almost lost his leg. No, I remember that catch very well. That's actually my memory forever. That's for two a catch. reasons. One, it was a catch. Well, yeah. three reasons then. One, it was definitely a catch. Two, awful injury. I really like Zach Miller. And three, I had Zach Miller in my fantasy team that week. I'm pretty sure I'd lost by three points. <laughs> yeah, he got he got. So injured that's etched in my memory yeah, you, forever. You, you were the and biggest loser out of that situation, weren't you, at the end of the day? Just... It was the Chris, that was it, was the Chris Olave one, wasn't it? Was it the Chris Olave one? Where he catches it mm. and then gets his head drilled into the ground. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. And he That's was knocked out, yeah, yeah, knocked yeah. clean out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, now the trouble bad, with yeah. that one versus the Zach Miller one was Chris Olave has the ball, is in the end zone. They rule it a touchdown, but as he gets drilled into the ground, he obviously his body goes limp because he got he got knocked out. So he let the ball is gone. So therefore, he hasn't completed the process of the catch. Now when Zach Miller had his one, hmm. he caught the ball, was on his back with his leg basically destroyed. Yeah. The ball was on his chest and he put it down to the side of him because obviously he was like, well, my leg is just dead. And they're all that an incomplete pass because he didn't hold the ball all the way through to complete oh, the catch, so even though he's stuck on his back. The thing that I don't understand about it is the difference so much between like if you're if you're a runner and you all you have to do is cross the plane. Yeah. And and then you can lose possession off that and it's still a touchdown. Mm-hmm. You You don't. There's no extra thing you have to do. You literally have to cross the plane and that's it whether it's with a catch it seems like you have to fulfill way more, more criteria, well, you have criteria to, have the process, to get it and it's you, like but that's but that is the process of making the catch the criteria is the same yeah. whether you're in the end zone it. or anywhere yeah. else so it's still yeah. is it a catch as opposed to yeah crossing the yeah. plane i mean it at shouldn't... least at least it's bullshit for the full hundred yards, as opposed to you know, like, <laughs> yeah. like it's not, it's yeah, not yeah, like yeah. oh, if it's inside the box, that's a penalty. But if that same tackle's at halfway line, then they give a free kick, kind of thing. Like it's not a catch or a catch anywhere yeah. on the field. It just is yeah, more annoying that. when it's in the end zone, kind of thing. Yeah, um, it's an interesting the, um, one to have. More of an off-season uh, chat, probably, <laughs> to go into it. More but detail, that that rough in the past thing is complete bollocks at the end of the it day. It is, and the uh, that refereeing mm. crew has also had problems before and has been cited for other trouble, so they may mm. be pulled from other Oh, that's games. interesting. Talk to, me, that Talk to me, I can't remember if it was a, I think it was a postseason game last year. I can't right. remember exactly the game, so unfortunately the Did you hear about it afterwards then? Like one of the... the next day, I think Rich Eisen might put on Twitter that there was, didn't Jerome Boger is the guy? That maybe the fucking of it? break up that crew then and like... Or get rid of it, maybe, possibly too. So that's a, that's a question mark. Oh, conspiracies, Jazz, which you mm. like. Did they Fuck. bet 
against the Falcons in that game and wanted to <laughs> No, because you wouldn't have got a decent you wouldn't have got a decent money line betting against the Falcons. You're better off betting no, but against the Bucks and then Yeah, but if you put enough Falcons, money on it, you put enough money on it. They might have had the spread as well. I don't know what the spread was, but eight points. Oh, there we go. So they were in eight, but mm. that wouldn't have helped them. I totally screwed you on your bet, by the way, Dave. I'm really sorry. I thought that the Giants were down to their third QB and had no QBs. I thought that's the reason why the Giants were never going to get anywhere near the Packers. Yeah, that's that's on you, but also, like, I listened, listened to you, yeah, but in which fairness, I don't normally do. On, on and... Wednesday, Daniel Jones was still extremely questionable. It's only once yeah. he trained on Friday, yeah. once the bets were in. I mean, that's the trouble with Jazz making us do this on a Wednesday, to be honest. It does make it more difficult. <laughs> you, yeah. to, you kind of have to blame uh-huh. that guy more than anybody yeah, else. Yeah. I just need though. to stay away Better from. Um, I need to stay away from early games. So my bet today is just the nine late, o'clock. Just later games. I think I'm. I got one. I think they're it's all six. Time. I think I've just, oh, okay. just gone that's, with that's all the not, six clocks. That's not early games. That's just. That's no, but thing. but we yeah, but we had um, oh, so the Giants game was an early game, yeah, wasn't yeah. it? Because oh, it was right. Or, okay, or we lost on the Dolphins game when mm. we all bet on that, like. That's that's yep. the problem. Like, let's let's. Well, just, how are the Bengals, yeah. by the way, after losing against the Ravens, still so high up in everybody's power ranking? Because they the... still have a. They've lost their last game against the Ravens. Just came down to the last couple of seconds, didn't it? With but they weren't Justin that impressive. Like, the Ravens are a good team. But they haven't been. The Bengals haven't been that impressive. They've been bad to start the season, and they've got themselves back to being competitive. Yeah. But not like top ten. But... They've still got a lot to prove for there, sure. I mean, yeah. there are so many bad teams this That's year. That's the reason why, Ollie. I was about yeah, to say exactly. that exact thing. Yeah, yeah. There's you've got so like, much trash this year. You've got you've got um a few top teams, and it's like literally like Bills, Chiefs. Who else are you gonna put in there? Eagles. Then you have Eagles, the rest. Sorry. Bills, Chiefs, and Eagles, then and then the everybody else. And then the Steelers. <laughs> I don't even think you put the Eagles in that, to be honest, in the Bills Chiefs kind of thing. Oh, you would. Sorry, I I, I wasn't trying to disrespect them. I no, just, no, uh, no. I don't. No, the, I genuinely... the Eagles don't like instantly jump to my mind for the last like five years that but, but those two teams do. So, but like, yeah, I I, I don't know. There's still a, a lack of confidence every so. I mean, it's just a fan thing more than anything else. But... Well, how do you feel about them after? Like, do you feel like some cracks are showing a little bit? We got we last got, two weeks. Or we got thrown out the pub that we were in, not because of us, but because it was closing. Uh, so I was watching the last of the Eagles game on my so you, phone. You, you weren't thrown out. You were just told to leave. Yeah, we were told to closing. leave. Well, they like chucked us oh, out. Of the the thrown out. No, but I kind of said to them, like, look, it's a, it's about to finish. Can you just let us? And they were like, no, you got to go. you got to go now. And it was like, really? Like, I'll be late for my train home just to make sure I see what happens in this game. Uh, so I had to watch it walking from this pub between King's Cross and Euston back to Euston. And I was just saying bye to my mate Andy. And they missed the field goal. And so Andy was mm. like, are you going to be all right, man? I was like, yeah, they missed. <laughs> they missed. And they just went running off to Houston to get my train. But I wasn't confident about that. Do you feel team. like you kind of got away with that one a little bit? Oh, it should have gone to overtime. Yeah, but I mean, in terms of not just the score, but just like the performance, or is it just a kind of like, you know, you, even if you're a really good team, you don't. The NFL, you just don't tend to. The Eagles walk did. The Eagles did. For instance, the, the the Marquise Brown touchdown. The Eagles did what the Eagles do so often, which is miss tackles. I, I've mm. not seen so many highlight plays on a defense that are continual miss tackles like the Eagles end up having, and it it blows my mind that nobody's taught them like wrap up. Don't go for this like kill shot every time or anything like that. Like literally 
put your arms around the guy's legs and bring him down. And they don't. And Marcus Brown, for instance, should never have had that touchdown. Caught over the center of the field with two defenders around him. And nobody can bring him down. And there's still coverage from the secondary, deeper as well. Like, nah, criminal. And those are mistakes that will cost you later on in bigger, yeah. more important Against games. The, the better teams. And, yeah. they, and they shut down Hurts for a large part of the game. They shut down the offense for a large part of the game, which is fair enough. Like, wasn't expecting that from Arizona at all. And, um, yeah, it was horribly tense, to say the least. But once more, the Eagles have a team, a player in the, uh, like, team of the week type thing. Special teams. Mm. <laughs> team player of the week this week. <laughs> Continually, there's been a player every single week. Offense, defense, or special teams player of the week every week. Yeah. I think, you, you know, you're always going to get, like, you're going to get weeks like that. I think, I mean, you could see it with a, a positive glow that, I mean, not only are you five and O, but that a game like that, you could have easily lost that in years past. Yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely. To come out like for them to gel. And it sounds like if but the if, players were having a bit of an off day that the, the coaches still managed to pull it out as well. So Deandre Hopkins plays in that game. The Eagles don't win. I was about to say that without a doubt. <laughs> it, like, there's another extra weapon on the field. If you're missing tackles on Marquis Brown, you're not making those tackles. How, how was Kyler Murray? Was he fairly good? Or Nothing yeah. special. I, the trouble was, was I didn't think either side played to what everybody kind of... The talk around them is far mm. bigger than the product that went out there on the field, which yeah. then makes me put the Eagles back into that. They're not in that upper echelon yet. You know, the Bills go out every single week, and even when they have two bad weeks... They turn up this week and put on an absolute stone cold killing. Yeah, yeah. I don't trust that the Eagles will go out and put a stone cold killing on everyone. Like I don't. No. I go now with that performance. I go into the Dallas game thinking there is a strong chance to lose in that Dallas game. Well, if you're saying the offense was struggling, that Doesn't Dallas defense well. is so legit. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's going to be hard. It's going to be a really good game, actually. I really mean, I'm excited to watch that as a neutral. These kind Dallas, of neutral. I want the Eagles to win. But. These Dallas and Giants yeah. games this season between the trio are all going to be massively important for things like playoff standings because oh, yeah. Yeah. all of the runs this season at the moment are against relatively poor teams, the remaining yeah. schedules. So it's yeah, going to come down to the it division. It should be yeah. three NFC East teams in the playoffs because the other divisions have not thrown up anyone who's got that number of wins yet. No. No. So if they keep going the one they're doing, and so they've all finished twelve and well, but I'd, I'd oh, rather... you think you're going to be fifteen and two, didn't you? Which I hope it is because that'd be amazing. Kind of fourteen uh, and three, I think it was rather than fifteen and two. You said fifteen and two, but okay, if you're on a track of a win, we'll let you go off with one. <laughs> oh my god! You definitely fifteen and two. Really? Oh, all right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if we go, but you are aware that it is recorded, so you, you yeah, could I mean, go back and check the check tapes. It. I really thought I said fourteen wins this season. Yeah, definitely. 15. I said fifteen. I do think you. I think we came up with a couple of predictions in the off season. So you might have said fourteen one time and then fifteen another time. To be fair, but pretty sure fifteen. Yeah, we did have an episode where we predicted Either way, our they're own big, schedules. Big numbers. Yeah, it was big, big numbers. numbers and. Yeah, living. Well, we said we said we were like you're going to go into the bye week. You could go in the bye week seven or eight. I know, I know. Yeah. so yeah. that's looking good right now so yeah. one of the few predictions we might get right on this so you can out. see the Eagles being the team that wins the, that division gets the number one seed and then you have the four and five seed you know, throw five and six seed will be the Giants the Cowboys at this point all roads run through the NFC East is what you say seems well not it's quite weird thing they're, to they're think, road teams aren't they so they're not yeah. going to be running through it yeah yeah true but yeah. still 
but that could set up a again Eagles versus an FC East opponent for the divisional round, and then possibly Eagles. It's just so weird though. There's so there's so many teams that you'd feel like could kind of put it together, but they put haven't it together done it like the Saints and stuff. Like the still, Saints been a great even example. though the even though the Saints have been bad, they're not far behind a lot of these other teams. Like Green Bay could figure it out. Like I don't know, and then you have got like weird. That the entire NFC West is bizarre. <laughs> and like, Especially considering the Seahawks how... are somehow like the number one offense in the league, and like Geno just... Smith can. I mean, he can we throw it. Crapped on him his... a bit, but the two t- the two touchdowns to um oh, lock to, it. Ball, lock it. to lock it, yeah, were beautiful. Oh, they were such nice well. throws. Such nice throws. I'm yeah. glad we kind of ended this whole like Detroit Lions thing this week. What like, do you mean? Well, everyone was like, "Oh, look at that! It's the best offense in the league. Ever. The only team that averaged thirty oh points plus God. a game—they're so good." But then they put up a duff against Ooh. against the Patriots, who haven't looked good against anyone this year. No, but then you've also got to bear in mind that you had what's his face on the other side, Dan. Uh, what's his name? The old uh, Matt Patricia. There you go. Got mm. his name in the end. Yeah, yeah. With some axes to grind, so he probably had more of a reason to make sure they definitely won the game, and probably gave all the insight to defensive coaches of all what else can we do to make sure we get at them what are the what are the the strengths of this roster what are the weaknesses of the it's roster? not quite the same though is it i mean it's not it's, it's, not, it's not like, removed it's not it's like jared yeah but it's like belichick scheming up against jared goff in that super bowl knows how to shut goff they down. got one yeah. field goal like yeah. yeah goff's not getting the Seeing best of belichick yeah it was so, uh yeah, the lions suck and it's a bit of a shame uh, the, but the Jets don't seem to <laughs> putting up 40 points. Against the Dolphins. Again, well, the Dolphins was... without Tua and without... But wasn't it uh, really Teddy tight going into, down. like... Wasn't it really tight going into, like, the fourth quarter? Did they score three touchdowns in the fourth quarter? No, they... They, they demolished the Dolphins. Mm. That was a beat down. That they was did, they, down. No, no, they did put up sure 21 they, points sure in was... the fourth quarter. Oh, did they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, oh, it was bad. like a, it was like a field goal jazz in the third quarter. Yeah, and two, then it, just it was went a two-point game in the fourth quarter, going yeah. into Jeez, it. Okay, then... well, I take that back. I wasn't aware. I obviously I wasn't really paying as much attention to that game. No, oh, I understand. I mean, I mean, again, the Jets. It's it's hard last to week's, like, take these things. Last seriously. week games were just not that fun or interesting. Yeah. But the trouble is, because the level of football's been pretty bad, a lot of the games look pretty rough going into. I mean, yeah. Uh, this is the worst Thursday night football game coming up that I could imagine. Who have we got? We've got the Commanders Ugh. yeah, against the Chicago Bears. Oh, my God. It can't and be after, worse than last week, though. So after that, you've got to worry about whether or not they'll, um, they'll say to Amazon, with... we don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, we well, don't. if Al Michaels starts phoning it in like he has done this season so far, everybody's been like slagging off his commentary of being like, Al doesn't care. He just I think it's great. I mean, how can you get behind a nine-six win on a Thursday night football? Yeah, you know he was right. Like it's, I think it's ridiculous. If you had like, yeah, but he did it on Sunday night football enough times. If you had Joe, if you had enough, if you had Joe Buck out there being like super positive about like I don't know everything or like another commentator that was like, oh, this is great. Like, and everybody at home's like. What are we talking about? Like, this is one of the worst games I've ever seen. Like that, that's a worse look, isn't it? Than coming out and saying this is Yeah, crap. you can't polish the proverbial, that's for sure. Yeah, like be honest yeah. with people, like they'll respect you for it. Yeah, if I somebody's it watching good. it, then yeah. 
Yeah, I suppose so. But Washington against Chicago is going to be yeah. dire. Now, other teams that aren't very good, the Carolina Panthers. And they're now head well, coachless. I wish, the, I wish the rule had stayed longer because seeing this Panthers team this bad is really enjoyable for me. So. Now, interestingly, do we think that they're <laughs> going to trade away all their assets now? Do you reckon we're going to see McCaffrey be moved on? Do we think we'll see? Well, did DJ you hear the rumor that the Bills? On? How much value is Bills already asked, but yeah. Oh, that's scary. If the Bills get Christian McCaffrey, we can just throw away the. There were rumors about him in the offseason, weren't there? There were. So you get rid of McCaffrey, you get rid of DJ Moore, maybe you get rid of Brian Bobby? Burns because he's yeah, maybe maybe Bobby somewhere else. What do you? Can I just say what do you get for McCaffrey? A second? You're not going to get a one, are you? For him? No, you're now, second, right? if you, second if you're lucky. Okay. Compensatory as well. Yeah. And you might have to take some of his salary as well. Actually, the interesting thing with that was because he restructured his deal, the team, if we took the salary on, we're only paying a million to him. Oh. Yeah. So that's like, oh, we can just pick him up and it's nothing. That would push the bills possibly over over the edge edge even further. And they could rest him as well. They wouldn't have to like work him. Yeah, you just bring him out when you need to. (laughs) Oh, I'd quite like to see that. That would be really fun. That would be. Then so you got DJ Moore. You could you could trade away. You could trade away Brian Burge. You'd probably trade away Jeremy Chin. They're the uh, four best players. I heard DJ Stephon Moore G- to Stephon the Titans. Gilmore's Jazz. still a good t- uh, shutdown. He is, but I mean, he's but who's going to want to trade for Stefan Gilmore? They were saying uh, to the Titans, DJ Moore. That's been yeah. strongly linked. The so. Packers would be a great place for him. Yeah, yeah he he's, good. he's good. He's good. He's just he's great. He's like, really what's good. he going to do this year? You know, like because he's getting nothing. nothing. And that then leads us to the question about your favorite quarterback, Dave, and Mr. Mayfield. Because now it's going to be an audition for him for the rest of the year. And if he doesn't do anything, which he probably isn't, the question then becomes, does he even make it onto an NFL team next year? Maybe because not. will he want to be a backup? Maybe not. I, he doesn't seem I like don't a think guy he wants to be a, it. He doesn't want to be a starter at the moment. I don't think he wants to well, He wants to take the paychecks, but he literally... doesn't seem like he's... He's coming. He's losing his job as a like off the field as much as yeah. on the field. Like he's just coming yeah, across yeah. as a real brat. Yeah. All yeah. that sympathy you had for him at the Browns of oh well yeah you were hard done by because mm. you know they were. Employing... But he wasn't. No, but he's like... not. He's not a professional, is he? Like he's no. not. He's uh-uh. not a pro. He's not coming in. And take if you think of like guys that have been humbled by the NFL, like like a Mariota. Um, or even like a James Winston, yeah, a Winston. Like, there's lots of players that where it hasn't worked out for them, where they've been first round high picks, and and they've had way less success than Mayfield. Like, at least Mayfield went to the the playoffs. Like, Mm. um, and they've kind of got on with it, and like had maybe a chance to rebuild their careers down the line. Like Mariota's had now, like Tannehill had, like after the Dolphins, like Alex Smith. Yeah, they Alex had a Smith. Great but season with the guys, Niners, got replaced those by guys Kaepernick. Are, those guys are pros, and they kind of realized where they were, and they kind of put it on themselves rather than like the world's out to get me, which is what Mayfield's doing. And it's just such a bad. Do you want that guy in your organization? He's going to give you so many headaches. Like even if he was at this point, like the way he is off the field, like you're saying, Ollie. Even if he was doing a lot better, I still think a lot of teams would be like, nah. Yeah, because again, you know? if. If like you a had character to become thing. a backup, is it worth a distraction? It's like the yeah. Cam Newton as a backup. It's not yeah. worth it. It's not worth but it. worse, worse. Because I don't think Cam was, despite some of his 
I'm the guy kind of things. Like he's, you've never heard people say that he's not a professional and he's mm. a, like probably one of the hardest working guys around. Yeah. Whether it's Mayfield, yeah, like... his attire. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of, <laughs> just quickly on the attire, did you see that ridiculous suit that Kyler Murray walked in with? Why are you wearing green when you're about to play the Eagles? When the it's Eagles green Eagles as well. Fans. Yeah. So dumb. So dumb. Well, it was deliberate, wasn't it? But it didn't work out for him. Well, it was a green stadium. I can't believe how Arizona let so many Eagles fans into that stadium. It was re- it was like playing a home game. Even Sirianni after the game was like, yo, they came out and what helped win us the game because Kyler Murray wasn't able to make calls at the line because the Eagles fans were so loud in Arizona. How come there were so many Eagles fans making it all the way down there? don't know. Cardinals fans are douchebags. Don't turn it's up to the game. Way. It's like the length of the country. Five, five and a half hour flight. <laughs> Sirianni's press conference is like it's five and a half hours away from home how is this happening <laughs> it's great um, yeah I don't know what you do with Baker in Carolina I don't know what Carolina do I mean it's funny how last week we kind of said is it almost better to just let the shit burn with Matt Rule to save your money on having to pay him and all this kind of stuff and then a week later they're like nah we'll just burn the whole just thing to the ground and get rid of him and lose a load of money that way instead yeah. They can't really see any other option from there because they're least, not really doing anything. At least Wilkes has got um, some pedigree as a as a head coach in Arizona and stuff, so he might be able to pull them out a couple of wins. But, I mean, the thing is, like, it's not an attractive job for, like, like when you get, like, say, like, I think a Dan Quinn is going to get another chance to be a head coach like next year, he seems to have really rehabbed his image and stuff. There's going to be other coaches available as well as there always is. Like, these top guys, are they going to want to go to Carolina? Like, mm. I don't know. I'm not sure that Tempe, um, what's his name? Tepper. Tepper. I'm not sure that he's going to inspire a lot of, like, trust as well. Like, firing a coach after five games. Yeah, it's, uh, well, that's, that's not that was one right, thing that it? I was going to ask of, like, it's kind of weird to be five games into a season and a coach already losing their job. I know he was already in a hot seat year and everything. Yeah, yeah. But like... like yeah, he are... deserved to go, but it, it doesn't look great for a new coach coming in next season. Like, Well, it looks know. bad on the organisation that fire him because it's like, you knew this guy may or may not be the guy going into the season. And after five games, you decide he's not the guy. You might as well have got rid of him in the off-season prior to this year. Do you think you maybe he's got a chance? We'll see what he can do again. Because the reason why they brought Matt Rule in was because of his collegiate kind of program building. What this is really going to do is just push all those college coaches that do well to not go to the NFL again or not get the chances they otherwise maybe should get. Because well, it's the how many times is a college coach? Yeah, or, yeah, or Nick Chip Sab- Kelly. I know. Nick Sab- 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 Kelly. Two, two big Nick failures Saban. in a row, yeah. Pete Carroll Lots failed and then went back to USC and then came back into the NFL again. I mean, it's, genu- it's genuinely not a easy transition to coach yeah. kids that like are kids and to coach grown-ass men that don't need you yelling at them and all that kind of stuff. It's a it's a different know. breed. I don't know what they're going to do, but that's that's going to be a barren roster, like next year. Like you said, they might break it all down and get rid of some of these players as well on big money. And then what's Carolina got to offer? It's not even a big market, so like I don't know. It doesn't look like an attractive job, you know. It's not a great Plus, not a great fuck state. The Panthers so. <laughs> either. Like fuck them. Yeah, yeah. I I hope they're terrible for like 
10 years. Probably they haven't be. been a, an interesting franchise since Luke T- Keekley retired, basically. He was so good. I was thinking about him the other day. He was so good. His vision guy. to get across the field was outrageous. Yeah. He's one of the best but players. But as soon I've, as he I've went, seen. that was like the start of this downfall of Carolina. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's, he was the leadership. leader there, really. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. And, you, you know, that kind of much in the same way, you know, TJ, what goes down this year for the Steelers and that defense kind of falls apart. It's not just the leadership. It's the impact of that such an impactful player as well that you lose. Yeah. And it's... Yeah. Well, him, he and it. Thomas Davis were... A- unbelievable pair of inside linebackers for mm. the Panthers for a long time. Yeah. And like all teams, you're going to have cycles that are going to go up and they're going to go down. Not all teams are able to maintain success or maintain winning. It's very rare for that to happen. Well, I say it's very rare. Certain good teams make it happen a lot and other teams who are less well run. There's not many of them there, yeah. Tend to suffer and we tend to see some teams that are very poorly run continually lose and stink up the place. I'm looking at you, Detroit, and also kind of looking at you, Cleveland, as well. Oh, but, can we talk about game management in a minute? Go on, sorry. That's, I, that's all I had to say, really. That's kind of it. So you stopped me at the perfect point. What happened in the Cleveland game? Well, Cleveland we're throw it. We're going to talk about the Chargers game. The Chargers fucking throw it on fourth and one. Oh, oh the Chargers don't bad, run it. bad play calling. Okay. When you're two points ahead. Yeah. Like, so they, they were fourth and got, one. You've got a studly roster. You're fourth and one at like the middle of the field almost. And yeah. you right. throw it. And Herbert tries to throw, force it into a window and it falls incomplete. So you give the ball back to the Browns, who then can run it down the field. And then they throw an interception down towards the goal line. It's like So they got they got lucky, the Chargers. They got lucky, massively lucky. Right. Even to the point Keenan Allen was bitching and moaning on Twitter this week. Like during the game. He was like, What the wow. fuck are we doing when it was fourth and one? And they're How not they giving it. They always manage to do this, the Chargers, even though you change the coaching staff and stuff. They've got this like haze over them where they just make bad they, decisions. They just keep on hiring idiots. Austin Eckler Although had 100, think, think 173 think... rushing yards, and on fourth and one, you don't trust him to put it. Yeah, he <laughs> stacked that guy as well. Like he had a monstrous game. 170, so uh, yeah, 173 on the ground, 26 through the air, a receiving TD and a rushing TD. So what happened on that was was there a receiver that was just open to hell though? And Herbert no, no, there wasn't. The... Herbert just tried to force it in in single oh, okay. coverage, and the DB makes a great play, gets across. It was a really narrow window that That's Herbert a ba- forced a bad in. Play call then. So it's a terrible play call. Well, he should never have had the ball in his hand, should he? Fourth and one, run, or like said, punt yeah. it, or punt it. Like you can punt it. Do what the well, Giants Herbert, did. Haven't you got a? Haven't you got a play call where Herbert can get a yard himself? Just fucking push the. He's not. A, he's not a great sneaker. We've seen that a few times already in his okay. first few years in the NFL that he doesn't do the one yard sneak very well he's all. a big guy he's quite a big guy though he's tall yeah i know it's weird he's had like fumbles on a one yard sneak mm-hmm. and like struggles you don't to need to be yard. athletic to do that you just need to be like because brady's always been really good at that i'll never say athletic. a bad word against justin herbert's ability to throw but his sneaking is shockingly bad for oh, a quarterback okay. who's that they good. need to work on that there yeah but yeah i mean I, I don't. The Chargers are pissing away a massive opportunity with the Chiefs supposedly a bit weakened, and they looked amazing. Um, They're not ag- weakened against the Raiders. <laughs> I think Travis Kelsey's like, oh, okay, I'll just make up for everything for TDs. But yeah. um, but yeah, I the Chargers are missing a real opportunity with just that lack of game management that we've touched on before, and everyone's. Are they on. are they three and two though? The Chargers yeah, three and two, yeah. So you know that's okay. It's Even fine. How weird the, the first bit of the season's been that's okay. They're lucky they're that Denver. The they're lucky that Denver and the Raiders are bad. or playing 
badly and not get yeah, the luck yeah. at the but it, it doesn't bode well for like down the stretch and stuff with the charges yeah big game like that yeah, yeah, yeah you don't need to be making crappy calls like that from your god that is a rough bed. like oh, you know with the charges i feel like they're sneaky like like dan hansis always talks about the pain rankings like they've had good teams and stuff but like their lack of success when you consider some of the teams that they've had and like to have philip rivers that long and stuff is pretty brutal for a fan base mm. and then to for so them that's to why they moved fan base <laughs> Let's just cause more pain for somebody else. Don't worry oh, about it. Just they've been through a lot, haven't they? Like mm. that's tough. Um Ron Rivera, just quickly. What coming out saying that his quarterback <laughs> Who does that? Never what seen, is he trying to gain? Never from seen that? a coach throw somebody under the bus like that before. Well, he's not wrong, but also he's also well, a bit wrong it. because you look at the Dallas situation, it's the quarterback is Cooper Rush, so you can't say that. You look at Daniel Jones, the Giants. It's not like he's lighting the world on fire. No. So, and it's still only Jalen Hurts, who's like not. I mean, he's been good, but, but he's not yet a superstar. Yeah. Yeah, what? he's not like, like what. A... But what? What's to be gained from that? Because I can't imagine Carson. Carson Wentz is a streaky player anyway, right? He can put together a couple of games. He can put together a quarter where he looks good, but he can't put it all together. Certainly can't put together a season. So, like what's to be gained from doing that because he's clearly a guy who you kind of need to give more confidence if anything so like it just seems like such a weird coaching play like you know what my guy's really going to respond he's not going to fire him up is he being buried publicly yeah. <laughs> buried. <laughs> well he's really had that so his, he's had that every year no, of his but... career since the year before he left the eagles that year, we was getting bombarded every week about how crap he was. Except they had the Colts. He didn't, he didn't actually Jim get Jim comes out and says, you know what? We need someone better at QB. And Matt Ryan has not looked any better. The Eagles staff never did it. There were whispers and rumors about like Carson didn't have the locker room and stuff. But it was the staff never slammed him. And there was always like the appreciation of like, you know, Carson's been a great guy for us. You know, he had that season. Mm. He was a big part of our Super Bowl era. And then he went to the Colts and they were like, ah, oh, this guy sucks. <laughs> Jim Irsay came out and was like, nah, he's not good enough. Like, screw that yeah. guy. But then, mm. and but even then, that's like front office. That's not your head coach slamming him or anything. For your head coach, who you're still going to have to work with tomorrow after he says that to be like quarterback. It just kind of, <laughs> doesn't it seem a bit, it seems a bit out for Ron Rivera because I kind of always see him as like a fairly steady guy as well. I don't... He has come out and said that that was a moment where he thought, I've made the wrong thing, I've made a distraction here, and he kind of tried to cover his tracks. It's too late, though, isn't it? You can't... Oh, yeah, but you can see how he has kind of reflected on it a little bit, whether or not that was forced reflection or actual reflection. Is different it is fascinating, though, for a coach with his level of experience when we talk about players being often so boring in press conferences because they have the training and they don't want to say anything wrong to the media, and then a coach to come out and say something like that. It's like, yeah. what kind of example are you setting to your players and stuff? Yeah, I don't know, but who cares? They suck. So. Yeah, and they're not giving my boy Terry McLaurin fuck all receptions. So screw the Commanders. What's um? Is Chase Young back yet? When's it, or is he out? For no, the... he he was out last week as well. Still. Yeah, that's a, that is a shame. I'd like to see. I mean, now they're not really a threat <laughs> i'd like to see chase young play some games not against the eagles that'd be nice that'd be fun um yeah. oh uh and Devonte adams pushing over the guy on the sideline what's the oh. guy doing running around like that 
Right. I saw another. Did you see the second camera angle of it? Where yeah. the guy just comes out of nowhere. Yeah. So it looks more in that. It looks more like, oh, okay, maybe it wasn't so bad that you pushed him because the I guy got... literally just like walks like as close as the screen is to me now. Just yeah. walks straight out like that, and he's like, "What the fuck!" Like, and pushes yeah. him out the way. It looks way better than the other angle, where it kind of looks like he goes out of his way to shove him. Yeah, I've got. Uh, a, I've, uh, a, I've a, only a, seen that angle. I've got a kind yeah. of a, a, a script here from somebody, a friend friend of the show, some would say, uh, Joe Arrigo, who is our man, of course, in Vegas for all things Raiders. Unpopular opinion, but as a member of the media, you are told to stay out of the way. They have a map. They have a map for photographers and media that you have to adhere to or be removed. Secondly, WTF was NFL security doing not having the tunnel cleared? Yes, yeah. it was a bad push, but I also don't blame blame Devonte Adams for his reaction because he because that was exactly what it was—a reaction. He didn't walk up to a dude and take him on or push him. I would also dare to say Devonte Adams regrets pushing him because that's the type of high character person he is and always has been. But to yeah. go to the hospital for being pushed down and have assault charges filed to one of the best yeah. people in the NFL is ridiculous. It's a money grab by a guy who got pushed. If I was Devontae Adams and got sued, I would sue the NFL for not securing the field as players leave. Does that constitute player safety or not? Let's come on to the Bobby Wagner thing in a minute. And one last thought. It is an honor and a privilege to have field access and to be credentialed to cover any team at any level. Jazz knows yeah. that. You're not the ones playing the game. You are not the story. So stay the hell out of the way of the people oh, who are. What a summary. Rated I, that highly when I, I read I, that. I, to I totally agree with that. And I do think, talking about player safety, is there a part of it where somebody comes across you like that, jumps out in front of you? You don't know if that's a fan or not. Like, who is that? So I can imagine in the heat of the moment, he's already fired up because they lost another game. Like tensions are running high i can just it's not like a conscious thing like he might have thought that guy's coming in as a fan who's like managed to sneak his way in or something. i don't know like it just just don't if you see someone walking that's coming off the field having lost and is walking with purpose just don't walk in front of them within like half a yard yeah just don't do that well just yeah. have some have some awareness about where you are and think about what you're doing after what happened with bobby wagner with that fucking idiot running on the field with a pink smoke bomb which mm. at the end of the day is as good as an explosive like the crap that's in that and the shit that it turns out churns out and everything you don't know what the intention is of a fan that runs on like that i'm i'm all for like push people over like that that get in the way it's not difficult to see somebody in that moment and step away and be like oh maybe I shouldn't be stood right in front of this guy that's coming. You wouldn't do that on the street for crying out loud. When somebody's mm -hmm. walking somewhere, you wouldn't just step in front of them and be like, oh, what are you, what, I'm fucking stood here. Well, some people would, I guess. But yeah, it, it's ludicrous. And at the end of the day, that is somebody's office. That's where Devontae Adams is going to work. And he's walking out the front door of his office to get away from work. And if somebody stepped in front of you, Dave, after you've like looked through a house or something, <laughs> like what are you gonna do? Like, oh, I'm, taking, I'm done I'm taking here. My, I'm taking my ladders and I'm braining them over the head, Ollie. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, I like that. Or he's taking a dump in the house. He's not flushing it. It's a damp meter to the forehead, you know. Just That's happened bam. before. Yeah. <laughs> by the way, the pitch invader that got checked by Bobby Wagner is uh, suffering. He's in concussion protocol apparently, <laughs> and suing Bobby Wagner. 
which is like unbelievable. You run on the field, you lose all your rights. Look, the the guy who got pushed by Devontae Adams is a member of the media. It's slightly different that he's allowed to be there, but he shouldn't yeah, yeah. really still be there. Like yeah. He shouldn't be stood right in the middle of the tunnel or anything like that. That's inappropriate. The only people that can maybe get away with that are cameramen that are going for a specific shot, but they wouldn't jump in front of somebody like that a lot of the time. Like They're, they're yeah. experienced. It's just, um, yeah, it's an annoying thing for him having to kind of deal with that, really. Getting sued so, for that, for a push. The Americans are so litigious, aren't yeah. they? I love it. Not as litigious as the UK, for the record. Really? Yeah. Legitimately. Okay. Injury lawyers for even in context. We used to be number two, and Israel used to be number one, and now we are number one wholeheartedly. Huh. Maybe I need to get out of there to see some people more. Yeah. I'd like some money. There you go. Can I see you, Jazz, for wasting my time all these years? You can try it, but I'm going to tell you to fuck yourself. Are you going to counter sue me? I should counter sue you as for well. For me yeah. wasting your time. Oh, Absolutely. Jesus. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> all these damages, all this, this stress you've caused me. We're going to be in. This emotional damage you've caused me for all these, all these things you're making me do. Oh, man. All what right, things I'll does he make you do? Well, he's going to sue me. It's going to be legal trouble. That. It's going to be fees. It's going to be stress from that. We don't it's talk about It's going to be that. depression that comes with it. Jazz signed a non-disclosure agreement years ago. So, oh right. Oh, that's, that's silly. Not. Come on. Can I at least get? I regret bringing this up. Can I get some fresh coattails? Because mine have been stretched out a little bit by you guys just sat riding <laughs> all these years. <laughs> yeah, well, Ollie. If you, Ollie if you have fresh ones, then we'll, uh, we'll be on the even better. Yeah, that's true. No, I'll just wear the old ones for like these podcasts, and then um, let's do some bets. Then let's look ahead, look ahead to the week. Sorry, that was a, there was a lot of stuff to get into this week though. That was enjoyable yeah, at I'm, least I'm to surprised, like. Actually, yeah, some good chat considering that it actually wasn't that great a product on the field. No, I totally agree with that. So I'll go first because I'm ready. So I've got the Jaguars to beat the Colts because the Colts are useless. Nice. But then it could be the week where the Colts finally beat the Jags for the for, for a change. The Patriots to beat the Browns. Mm, yeah, I looked at Bailey, that. Bailey Zap looks pretty good. If Zapper. Uh, Zap. The Jets plus seven on the Packers. Yeah, I got that. Because Jets nice. look frisky. Cardinals minus three against the Seahawks because I think D-Hop is back this week, isn't he? Yeah, uh, week six. Was it a six-week suspension? No, it's one more week. Oh, well, well too yeah, late. Sorry. Um, I've taken the 49ers <laughs> minus five and a half against the Falcons because the Falcons rely upon rushing to get points. And the Niners' defense is over everyone at the minute. And my mm. last one is a game that Dave thinks is going to be very difficult because the Ravens are a good team, but the Giants will go in and beat the Ravens. Oh, well, will host the Ravens and beat them because Ooh. the Ravens rely upon a running game and that running game won't get anywhere through that uh, big blue game as well. run. Deal. Yeah, I'm not. What you got for that then? 109. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. That's fairly big. To one. That's, they, that is big. A lot of those are big. Some punchiness coming one, there. One, two, three, four. Four underdogs. I've got, I, I'll go next then because I, I piggyback off some of those. So I like, I like your Jags bet. I've got that. I got the Bengals to beat the Saints. I got the Ravens to beat the Giants, so we don't agree on that. I got the Falcons plus five and a half, so we don't agree on that because they are frisky. And I don't think the 49ers score enough points to get away from that, so I could see that being close, but the, the 49ers will probably win. Mm. Uh, Jets plus seven, I got that. Agree on you with that, Jazzy. And then, and then I got the Vikings to beat the Dolphins. 
So quite a bit safer than you. I've got mostly favourites there, and then obviously the spreads, and I've got thirty-two to one. So I'm going. I'm going as a nice combination between the two of you. Then Uh, I'm taking the Jags to beat the Colts. Oh Oh, fucking god damn it! Why don't we start? Like we need to like. We usually pick one oh, game. Get a consensus. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I'm taking if the If anybody Jags. on this podcast, like listening to this podcast, thinks that we plan these bets out beforehand, please, for God's sake, know that as soon as we put three bets together, they always fail. Yeah. <laughs> Carry on. It's guaranteed. You've, ru- you've ruined everything. Carry on. But you guys were taking the Bengals, right? No, Whereas, I didn't touch that. I didn't touch that game. I'm taking the Saints to beat the Bengals. Ooh. I am taking the Patriots to beat the Browns. I am taking the Vikings to beat the Dolphins. Nice. I'm taking the Panthers at plus 10.5 to cover oh. the spread against the Rams. Oh, Jesus. Okay, the Rams aren't really yeah, The Rams much aren't yeah. that great. Oh, surely it's a get-right <laughs> no, game. It's, the, it's that new manager bounce, you know? We've got the old guy out, we've got the new guy uh, that doesn't kind of happen not in really NFL, in. Really. Yeah, you know, that's what's... <laughs> it gets no, worse, New manager bounce, more chemistry and cohesion. They're going to simplify the playbook. It's going to be... Sam Darnold comes in halfway through the game. We'll cover the spread. anyway, because the Jags one's going to bang. Yeah, you're right, the Jags Yeah, it's all over anyway. It's over anyway. And then I'm taking the butt at minus eight over the Steelers. Yeah, yeah I mean, fair. yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's got me 58 to one. Oh, oh nice. Okay. Yeah, so we've so got it's... a 32, we got a 58, and we got a 100 and something. 109. We've got Jazz going big balls out here. Big God, balls. That is a big bet, Jazz. I can't see it's that. £10 every week as well. There's two games quickly I wouldn't mind asking you guys about, though. Buffalo against Kansas City. Oh, what that a dream. That's a tough one. What a dream. I can't see the Buffalo Bills not winning that because this year the Chiefs haven't got Tyreek to create chaos and quick score. Jazz, you can't keep underestimating the Chiefs. Like at a certain point, you're going to look really silly. Like they are still an absolutely top tier team. They should not, they should not have won against the Raiders. Surely, surely that is a coin flip game still. Like it's not like the Bills are clear favorites. Bills do it. At what point are you? Off the Andy Reid, like where does the Andy Reid start of the season thing end for you? Just at what week? Week eight, week nine. Week eight and nine. Okay, all right. Usually this when is... you get to there, it starts to get a bit crap. When you get to week 11, 12, 13, 14, but so on, it starts to fall off the wheel. This is week six. So what about it gives when they them... ran the table, like. But year. that's because on the back of Mahomes is magic. Usually, if you look before Mahomes' magic, the Chiefs would start off really hot and start off really well. Even with Alex Smith, they start I think seven and zero the year before. Mahomes took over the reins and ended up 11 and 5. Some of the playoffs lost to the Steelers in the first round, whatever. No big deal. But um, that was how it worked. They'd have a great blistering start. It would slowly start to tail off as the, the teams understood what they were doing better. Okay. Mm. Uh, Cowboys, Eagles as well, then. Oh, Dave, who are you going? So you're going Kansas for that. Um, Put some money on that, Dave. No, no. I just think it's a coin flip game, so I don't. Uh, oh, I really don't know. I hope the bill. I hope the Bills win, so I'll, I'll go with the Bills. Go with what I want to happen, but I hope it's a banger. If anybody sat game. watching Red Zone with Carolina against the Rams and Arizona against Seattle as the other only other two games taking place during that yeah, Bills put Chiefs that one, game on, you're, a, you're screen, an idiot. Please, like Scott yeah. Hansen doesn't deserve your attention when Bills <laughs> Chiefs is on at that point. Like, no. yeah, I still uh, probably watch Red Zone. <sighs> 
I like Marvel and lightsabers and red zones, all of that in one American football thing. Dallas I don't against. Think there's any Marvel or lightsabers in that, so it's um, it's next... the same thing. It's part it's of just... your yeah, attention span. And... Yeah. I just enjoy it. It also means I get to see what's happening with the Panthers and that sort of stuff. I get to see what happened in the other game too, and see how crap it's been. It means that when I, we sit down to do this in the week, I've got at least more insight because I've seen bits of all the games. Dallas against Philadelphia once, is the I other good one. I once on well. the set of Blue Lagoon. Shall I go with that one next too? <laughs> Dallas against Philadelphia is the other one. I, Sun, you know, Sunday I'm not. I don't think that this this Cowboys team is going to be. I don't think that defense is going to be able to do the things Enough. they've been doing every week. So I think that it might come unstuck. Hopefully, it comes unstuck against the Eagles, and you have. I, I think you could you win by a score, a clear score. Yeah. I don't know what the spread is on it. It's probably only like three or two and a half or something, but I think you win by a clear score. Yeah. I think the Eagles win. Yeah. Comfortably. I think you sound I think no. I, I think the Eagles win. I think your passing game has been a bit off the last few weeks and I think it comes back against the Cowboys. Yeah, it's a it's a minus six spread, which feels too high. That's way too high. Uh, three or two, I'd, I'd, I'd definitely like. Then they're, they're not too much. buying into the Cooper Rush, Tony Pollard can run the ball kind of thing. Which might mean that the Cowboys plus six is a great bet. Yeah, to be honest, that's value there to me. Mm, yeah, it does seem like good value, but yeah, I think I think you win by seven. Which is why if I put a hundred quid on it, that will be okay when the Cowboys win. And then Richard Graves sends me that gif of him smiling with the sun rising. So bad, it's man. so creepy. <laughs> it is. But at I least at least that money. I, wish I had a gif like that of me doing something. <laughs> Just make it. Yeah. I don't know how to. I don't have, have, have you have you do the uh, come up and then as it comes up, just start flapping your wings. Like a like a falcon. Or not, that's fine too. Okay, I'm gonna do that. I'll put it on back in the workshop, shall I? Let's just do that. I'm gonna find a a mountain around here to do that on. Top I mean, of Snowden. You do live in Wales, there's probably tons of them. Dave, top of Snowden, do it with his with his balls and everything else tucked between his legs, naked, doing bird wings. As no, a that's gift. not something anything want, anyone wants to see. That don't think anyone wants to see that at all. No. That would be. I mean, that's a pretty good way to rub it in people's I'm still faces. Still traumatized on the last picture Dave sent us, so I don't need any more. And Dave only gets to send that maybe five times a year with the Falcons, so it's it's not so bad. It's not like it's going to be there too often, yeah. Whereas Graves at the moment has sent me it four times, so yeah, tough. And I'm probably going to keep doing it for quite a few more weeks of the season, unfortunately. Probably years, I would imagine. I don't think that thing's going away too quickly. <laughs> No, that's fair. What, what do you think the score? Do you think it's going to be tight, Ollie, within three yeah. or something like that? Yeah, okay. definitely. All right. I mean, it's in Philly, but I don't. Yeah. Uh... Twenty-one twenty. Might put a little bet builder on that right now, actually. Yeah, Eagles twenty-one while we're, while twenty. We're talking about it. I think you get a late late touchdown, and and you. I think it's close. You get a late touchdown, and you win by seven. Yeah, and then. Denver so against the Chargers. Russell, oh, Russell Wilson's psychopathic sandwich advert. Oh, hilarious! That was bad, wasn't it? Spicy. I'm Did dangerous. you see Rachel Bonetta doing uh, her like take on it? She had a split screen of her doing it, eating a sandwich. She does it. She must have practiced it for a while. She does it word for word, 
and all the actions and stuff with Russ on the bottom. Have you seen it? No. Oh my god, I'll share it. It's so funny. It's so funny. She nails it. Yeah. Absolutely kills it. He's a weird guy. He's a weird guy. And I really like if we have Josh Potter on again ever, we need to talk some Sussel Wilson. Yeah, we will have Josh because he's talk been about on it. this train for like two years. <laughs> I was, I so was, like, t- I was talking him up a lot the curve. to NFL media about how Josh has been on this whole Josh and Annie have been on this whole Sussel thing for a long period of time, whereas other people are only just buying it. That sandwich advert makes him seem like a stone cold killer. Also, I mean, there's some Garth Brooks things going on here. To be honest, the Seahawks' offense has been doing better without him. Broncos' offense are doing no better with him. Well, Geno Smith is the answer. Uh, at the moment, he's got, he'd be a top ten quarterback, and Russell Wilson would be a bottom five quarterback. Like if you didn't have any of the history, if you just watched the first five games, uh-huh. do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's that stark. Russell yeah. Wilson is, oh, I don't know. I don't know where I drank him. That would be interesting to see out of like 32 quarterbacks. It's not. Let's do that next week. Great. Yeah. Let's rank great. Let's rank every team and every starting quarterback in the NFL next week. Yeah, it's enough of a sample size now. Why don't yeah. we get to week eight? Because that's. Week eight. Almost half. Yeah, wake, wake eight. Wake eight. Wake, wake eight. <laughs> That's about halfway through, isn't it? It's more halfway through the movie. I think it's I think it's good to jump to conclusions, Jess. <laughs> and we can jump on it because we can then compare where we rank Kyla Murray with Deontay Hopkins and Kyla Murray after Hopkins returns, which will be after next week. Yeah.